Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons, and we want to wish you a Merry Christmas. We're so thankful to be in your home or wherever it is you're watching right now, especially in this Christmas season. This is, and I know you've heard it before, but you got to believe it. It is all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus because that's what the Word of God is all about. That's what this ministry is all about. That's what this broadcast today is all about. It's about you seeing Jesus for who He is. It's about you hearing His voice. It's about you understanding who you are in him, and who he is in you. So we've got some exciting things we want to get into today in the word, but uh, let's pray first and get right into it. Sarah, would you pray today over our time? Father, we love you today. We thank you for loving us. Thank you, Lord, for for proving it to us this whole season, this whole Christmas time. And we ask you today for what we need to give us our daily bread, to give us revelation from heaven, to give us fresh bread, Lord, that would um, you, that would feed us and that that manna from heaven, which is Jesus, our bread of life. Give us all that we need from him. And we take it, we receive all that he is to us today in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. I wanna go back, Sarah, to the book of Psalms where we began several weeks ago. Uh, when we kind of kicked off this holiday season talking about everything that goes on in this time of year when families are kind of running around and everybody's rushing. And I know we've, uh, everybody's not rushing, they're rushing. Russians are Russian, but we're not. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. There's just so much going on in this season. There's so much taking place. And it all seems to kind of culminate at the table uh, when the when all the running around is done and everything's been prepared, the food's ready, and the whole family just sort of descends upon that table, the Thanksgiving table, the Christmas table, whatever it is. And the Lord has really been speaking to us over the last several weeks out of his word, but with that idea in mind, with the family coming to the table, I know I'm looking forward to it. Um, There's so much fun that takes place sitting at that table each year, just people hanging out and talking and enjoying each other and enjoying Jesus. But there's a, there's a pretty clear parallel here in the word of God about the table that he's prepared for us. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be good for everybody who's watching and listening to these broadcasts throughout this Christmas season, when you're coming, when they're coming to that table, their family table that they have in mind, that this is just a natural representation of what God has done for us in and through Jesus. And he has quite literally prepared a table for us. And the psalmist said it like this, you prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Well, that lets us know that's not just talking about heaven someday. That's talking about here and now. And even with what's going on around us, and even in the middle of pressure maybe, or problems going on around us, that we can come to the table of the Lord and sit down and feast on what he has set in front of us. And part of that's uh, the reason we've used Psalm 37, verse three is our foundation over the last several weeks. He said, trust in the Lord, do good, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. I like the New Living Translation that says, live safely in the land and prosper. So that, that idea of feeding really could be translated and understood in the concept of prospering. Mm-hmm. When you are feeding, you're receiving, you're taking in, that's prospering. And it, again, it's so, it just baffles the mind why people would resist the prosperity of God, why they would resist God's will to increase them and their lives, their family and everything they set their hand to do. And I'm not going to resist it. 
I'm not spending another moment trying to keep at arm's length what God has done and provided for us in and through Jesus. I'm going to feed on it. So that's what these last several broadcasts have all been about, especially as we're kind of coming now towards that we're about, what, halfway through December. Christmas is around the corner. And I just want this thing to ramp up and up and up in us by the time we sit down at that Christmas table, not just ready to eat naturally, but ready to just feast on everything God has done through Jesus. And that last broadcast last week, we're talking about Jesus standing out there ringing the bell saying, it's done. The meal is ready. Come and eat. Come and get it. And so I want to keep going in this today, uh, building on the foundation that we've already laid. Let's go back to the book of Luke. We were looking at some things there, and let's find a couple of places in Luke. First of all, let's look at Luke, uh, I believe it's 14. And we'll also look at Luke 10. Luke 14 and Luke 10. In Luke 14, again, we have this parable that Jesus told. And it was his response to what somebody said in verse 15. It says in verse 15, now when one of those who sat at the table with him heard these things. So they're sitting at the table with Jesus, hearing what he said. This is what the guy said to him. He said, blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Yeah. And this is what Jesus said in response to it. Verse 16, he said, a certain man gave a great supper and invited many and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, come for all things are now ready. And that's what Jesus is saying to you. That's what he's saying to us right now. It's ready. Yeah. Come, the di dinner's ready. Come and eat. And again, that's what the grace of God is. It's everything God has put on the table for us through Jesus. And he's saying, it's ready. But what's going to have to happen is we're going to have to come. How do we come? We come by faith. Yeah. We come by faith. We don't stand afar off from the table saying, I'm not worthy to be at the table. Yeah. We don't stand out at the edge of the kitchen looking at the table saying, wow, that looks good. That looks good. That looks good. Mm -hmm. No, we come and by faith, we take our place. By faith, we take the place that he made for us. We sit at the table mm -hmm. and then we don't just sit there. We eat, come, it's ready. But they all with one accord began to make excuses. The first said to him, I bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused. Another said, I bought five yoke of oxen. I'm gonna test them. I ask you to have me excused. Another said, I've married a wife, therefore I can't come. Verse 21, so the servant came and reported these things to his master and the master of the house being angry. You know what? It is actually upsetting to the heart of God when his invited guests refuse to come and sit down and take and eat of everything that he set the table. But in short version here, it makes him mad when you don't receive. Yeah. When you won't receive what he's done for you, it's actually makes him mad. I love what you said on that last broadcast. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Yeah. So when faith's not involved and faith's not active in that grace-faith exchange, it's not that he's just not pleased. He's actually frustrated. I mean, do you know how frustrating it would be to, to love one of your kids and provide for one of your kids and only to have your, your kid look back at you and say, for whatever reason, I'm not going to take that. I don't want that. I'm not going to receive that. Yeah. As a parent, we know that that would be so frustrating. Well, I think about this week when I'm making dinner at home yeah. and I finish the food and I yell at everybody in the family 
Come sit down. Come on, guys. Yeah. Come. Come and That's eat a great it. That's example. And, yeah. and everybody's busy doing something. Mm-hmm. Jesse's playing with the dog. Justice is, um, he's doing his art projects. And yeah. he's like, Mommy, I just have to finish right. my pages. I have to finish this book that I'm making. And I'm like, buddy, come eat now. It's hot. It's, yeah, ready. it's ready. Like, come eat it while it's ready. And, you know, think about it. There are some blessings in your life that there's a window of time. It's true. That they're set there before you. And you can either walk through it and take it and grab hold of it by faith, or you can you can wait too long and mm-hmm. miss out. Yeah. And it's sitting right in front of you. Now, God is so gracious and wonderful. He always comes back and you cry out for mercy and he's there for you and he'll, he'll make another way somehow. He's amazing. But think about it. Like, don't wait too long to come and get it. It's yeah. sitting there hot. You know, it's on the table. It's so true. And you think about it too. You, that's a great example. I know exactly what you're talking about, <laughs> Justice. He's so intent. I can see him right now. He's got that marker in his hand and he's over there at the craft table and he's just like, no, I got to finish this. It's so important to him. Yeah. But you and I understand where that white pre- piece of printer paper with the scribbled marker all over it, we understand its place in the scheme of eternity and it's not high, you know? But it's so important to him. Mm-hmm. Well, we, we laugh about that. He's, he's a little kid. But the same thing is so true with you and I and these things that we get busy doing, not bad things, not wrong things, just things that we're mm-hmm. allowing to take preeminence over the invitation that Jesus is saying, come eat, Mm -hmm. it's ready. That's revelation, what you just said. There's a window, there's opportunity. And the question is, will we be ready when it's ready? Yeah, that's good. That is good. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Will we be ready when it's ready? Yeah. You know, the Lord has dealt so strongly with you and I over the last, well, the last several months about being ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul wrote to Timothy and talked to him about being fit for the master's use, ready for every good work. Yeah. And there have been a couple of things that have come up in our lives in the ministry of the last year or so. And I've had to go back and get honest with God and let him get real with me and say, hey, you weren't ready. Mm-hmm. You weren't ready when I brought that opportunity to you. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. By his grace, by his mercy, and by a willing heart, to, to change that and fix that, we can still receive what he wants for us, but you can't go on living like that, especially not after he's dealt with you on it. Mm-hmm. So will we be ready when it's ready? Yeah. Because the grace of God has made some amazing things ready for us. Are we gonna be ready to, to walk through that door when it's open? Now listen, salvation is always on the table. Mm-hmm. His mercy is always yeah. On the table. Healing's always on the table. But living in those things mm-hmm. and receiving those things opens the door to taking those, those next steps in what he's called yeah. you to do. I love that. Man, that's really echoing in me, Sarah. Are you going to be ready? Yeah. When it's ready. You think about like even the, the, the little details of life that you maybe believe in God for, or maybe you've sown for. You've sown seed in areas that you're, the financial areas that you believe God for. And there comes a point where that thing or that, that blessing is laying out on the table before you, but faith still has to go and get it. Yeah. And you have to go and you have to say, that's mine. Yeah. 
I'm going to take it. I'm going to possess that. I'm going to possess the land. You go after by faith. Mm-hmm. You seek the Lord by faith. You go and get it when it's ready for you. Yeah. And it may be ready for you right now. I'm thinking about there's a situation that we're looking at right now. And I really believe that God has something specific for us. And I oh, yeah. see it in my spirit, what it is. But I'm not going to reap that unless I go and get it. It's yeah. ready for me. It's right there. Well, think about what you're, you're saying right now and bring it back to the table. And how most people live, they would say, if God wanted me to have that, I'd have it. Yeah, no. If God wanted me to be healed, I'd be healed. If God wanted me to have prosperity, I'd have prosperity. And really what you're saying is, if God wanted me to eat, he would pick up a spoon, hold my mouth open, and shove a spoon in my mouth. Yeah, no, he doesn't do that. No, there there is a small demographic of people that have that done for them. They're called babies. And there yeah, is a short window yeah. of time in your life when the Lord, out of, out of nothing but his absolute love for you, when you don't even have the ability mm-hmm. to reach down and pick it up on your own or the coordination <laughs> to get it in your own yeah. mouth, he'll do that for you. But there also comes a time in the life of that same human being when, okay, it's time. Mm-hmm. It's time. Dinner is ready. You've been called you know how to get to this table, you know how to sit down, and you know how to pick up the spoon and the fork and put it in your own mouth. And that same thing is true in our life living in this exchange between grace and faith. Mm -hmm. And and the, the scripture talks about this point of maturity. He talks about in the book of Hebrews how by this time you ought to be beyond milk. Mm -hmm. You ought to be uh, eating strong meat, he said. He said that belongs to people who are skillful in the word of righteousness. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's the place we've got to come to eating at this table. Let's go on in this parable and I want to make sure that we have enough time today to get to a couple other things I believe the Lord wants to say. Um, After these guys gave their excuses, um, you know what? We can't move past that. All of these things are good things. And they're all things that, that people have to do. You've got to run your business. Um, you, you, you have relationships yeah. in your life that, that are worthy of your time. But man, they become dangerous when they are out of their place. Mm-hmm. And like you ministered on that last broadcast about what Jesus said to that church in the book of Revelation, you know, doing good things, holding a high standard. But he said, I do have one thing against mm-hmm. you. You've left your first love. Yeah. So none of these things, whether it's, buying ground or equipment for your business or even something as important as uh, getting married. None of these things are evil. But if you want success in any of these areas, you're going to have to come to the table and dine with Jesus first. Yeah. Feast on the meal that he's preparing. Mm-hmm. That's important for a while. I want to go in this yeah. broadcast today, but feast on what he's preparing. Otherwise, you're out there making your own meal. Well, Jesus helps you prioritize your life. Yeah. What's the most important? What things are very, what are just distractions and what things are priority? And ask him, you know, what, what Lord, what can I do to make things right in my life? Like I think about with family, so many people, I've heard this from women in ministry that look back over their life and they remember when their kids were little and they said, I wish I would have spent more time with my children, focusing on my children than how much time I spent building this ministry, okay? Well, 
we're, our hearts are supposed to seek first the kingdom. Right. But where is that? Your kids are a part of the kingdom. Yeah, sure. And their, their little years, when they're little, you have to find out from the Lord, Lord, what time mm-hmm. do I need to spend with them? And what time do I need to spend on these other things? And he'll show you. Right. It's gonna be different for every person. And that's the cool thing is that everybody is responsible to the Lord for their own life. Mm-hmm. Find out from the Lord. And so, you know, I, I wanna prioritize our family I want to prioritize the kingdom. I want to prioritize every single thing um, that God has for me in life. And what do you do? How do you do that? You don't just try to make a, a list like this is number one, this is number two, this is number three. No, you, you ask the Lord, how do I prioritize my day, Lord? And I'm going to put you at the center mm-hmm. of all those things. I'm going to let you be the center of my, my children and my family and, and my ministry mm-hmm. and all these things and let him set it for you. Yeah. And then you don't miss out. You don't look back 20, 30 years and say, why is my family falling apart? Why don't I have good relationships? Why don't I have good friends? Why don't I have and, and enjoy life? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because something is more important or valuable than it should be. Something yeah. has, carries more weight than it should yeah. in our lives. Yeah. So finding out, what does he say about it? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this parable goes on and you've got people that made it to the dinner because the master was upset and he said, you go get anybody. And he said, you get the, bl- the, the blind, the lame, the maimed, you go get them and you bring them to this table. That's the mercy of God. That, that, what a picture that is of, of, a, of people seated at, the table, seated at the table who, it's us, who look at ourselves and think, man, I've, I've fallen way short and still, no, there's a place for you at the table of the Lord. But at the same time, if you get to the end of this parable, you realize there are those who were invited that never get to taste it. And man, I do not want to be one of those who doesn't get the opportunity to stand up at the end of my life or at the end of this ministry or whatever and say, I have tasted and I've seen the goodness of the Lord. I want to be able to say that. I don't want to say I didn't taste it. I didn't see it. The only way to do it is to come to the table and eat. In the, in the just couple of minutes we've got left, I think we need to make mention of this. And if you'll turn back just a few pages here, staying in the book of Luke, but look at chapter 10. In verse 38, it says, Now it happened as they went, that he, Jesus, entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at the feet of Jesus and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. And I know we could spend a lot of time talking about this, but we've only got a minute or so left. But what a picture here of two individuals who are in the same place where Jesus is. And one, you've got Martha, you've got her in the kitchen And is she doing something bad? Is she doing something wrong? No, she's preparing a meal to serve Jesus, to serve all these guests in her home. This isn't bad. This isn't wrongdoing. But right on the other hand, you've got Mary who's out in the other room. One of these people is preparing a meal. The other is eating a meal. And Martha bursts in, interrupts what Jesus is saying, interrupts the meal he's out there serving. And one translation says she assumes a stance over him. 
So get the picture there. You've got Martha standing over him, Mary sitting at his feet. And she's accusing Jesus of not caring that Mary's left her alone. And he said, no, 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 look. You are distracted with serving. Is serving a good thing? Mm-hmm. Sure it is. But when it comes before you, sitting at the feet of Jesus and receiving from him, then you're distracted. Because mm-hmm. it's important, but it's not most important. Mm-hmm. And Mary's chosen the most important thing. And she's out there that day and she's eating this meal. Before we, before we move on to anything else, this is what I want to say to you today, that Jesus is serving a meal. And you're either in the kitchen working on the one that you're trying to cook or you're out there receiving from the one that he's already made. Mm-hmm. And he's serving it. Which one are you going to be? Are you going to assume a stance over him? Tell him he doesn't care? If you do, you're going to hear the same words that he said to Martha. You're distracted. Something else has become too important. Where you need to be is right here at his feet, feasting on the meal that he's prepared for you. I think it'd be good right now, Sarah, just to spend some time in worship, let these things sink in, and then just let the Lord begin to talk to us as we feed on his faithfulness, feed on the goodness of God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.